Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Debbie Eberly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. We're going to be talking more about attending to the Word and preparing your heart to receive the Word. Hallelujah. You may say, but I just want you to lay hands on me. You know, just like a drive through window, be healed, be healed, be healed. And uh, I just want to come one session, you know, but the thing is, there are many, many things that we need to learn about healing first. Now, it doesn't take long to get healed. As a matter of fact, all we have to do is just receive what's already been provided to us. But if we don't prepare our heart properly, there are a lot of things that are crowded in there. There are a lot of uh, misconceptions. There are, there are a lot of fallacies that have been taught over the years. And we have to understand that we've got to prepare our heart. And that is our biggest problem to receive. I want to read something in Daily Healing Bread. There's about 60 different lessons in here, so they're, they're just excellent. You can read one or two or three or four. Uh, in this scripture, this is what Pastor Nancy says, talking about Mark 4.24, And he, Jesus, said to them, Be careful what you're hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue, power, and knowledge that comes back to you, and more besides will be given you who hear. And Pastor Nancy says, in this scripture, Jesus reveals how to increase the measure of healing power that flows into your body. The more you give yourself to hearing, meditating upon, thinking about, studying, and acting upon divine healing truths, the greater the measure of healing power that will flow into your body. Amen. So the more that you give yourself to hearing, meditating, and uh, one of the meanings for meditate is to mutter, to say, uh, thinking about studying, acting upon divine healing truths, the greater measure of healing power that will flow into your body. Well, I thought you said that it was already mine. Yes, but you need to learn how to access it. You need to learn how to access it so that it's vibrant and working from the inside coming out. Because Jesus lives inside of you, and we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We receive salvation. But one of the all-inclusive, you know, salvation is all-inclusive. And one of the things it means is healing, preservation, soundness of mind. Okay. In Isaiah 53, 5, what does that say? He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised. So we are forgiven of sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. Okay. The chastisement of our peace, soundness of mind. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Okay? So in 1 Peter 2.24, it bears out too. It says the same thing because Isaiah was prophesying that. All right. So I want you to turn to Proverbs 4. This is our key scripture. Verse 20. Can I read something else to you while you're going there? Proverbs 4, verse 20. Uh, Pastor Nancy says in, actually the author's preface, if you have struggled in the past to gain healing in your body, may I suggest that you take your eyes off your body, cease all struggling, and instead fix your gaze on God's word and on him who paid the price for your healing. Seeing him and being a doer of the word cures all the ills of the spirit, soul, and body of man. Seeing him, or hearing, okay, 
and being a doer, and we're going to talk, a doer isn't just doing something, something, uh, doing also means actively hearing, actively attending. So many people don't look at it, they just say, well, just, what can I do? Well, you can hear, you can attend, and that's part of allowing the Word of God to work in you. Amen? Are you in Proverbs? Proverbs 4, now I wrote the scriptures out so that I could just read them and I wouldn't be taking my time going there. Uh, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. We're going to be talking more about this incline and this attention. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart or the center of your heart. Verse 22, for they are what? Life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Notice it says their life to those who what? Find them. Well, is the word lost? No. But we need to know where it is in our spirit and how to access it. Life to those who find them. But we've got to get the word in us first. Now, Jesus lives in us, and life lives in us because Jesus lives in us. But faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God in Romans 10, 17. Therefore, uh, we need the word of God to access and, and, and so that life can work in us. Amen? So it's a mix. It's a mix, all right? Uh, you've got to have the Word of God as a key element to help that life come out and work in you, all right? And we'll be talking more about that. Now, I'm going to read something here uh, in the Healing Scriptures, God's Word is God's Medicine by Dad Hagen, uh, page 3, if you want to write that down, Healing Scriptures, uh, page 3. In the margin of my King James translation, Proverbs 4.22 reads, My words are medicine to all their flesh. God's word is medicine to all your flesh. But you need to learn how to take God's medicine in order to get it to work for you. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God because the Bible says so, Romans 10.17. But to tell you, Uh, the real truth about the matter, God's word, his medicine, won't do you a bit of good in the world if you hear it over and over again for hours, yet still continue to think wrong and talk wrong. And we'll be learning more about talking as well. If you continue to think wrong and talk wrong, God's word won't work for you. No, you've got to hear God's word because that's how faith comes. But then you've got to act on your faith. So faith comes to access what? Life. Healing power. That's why I said you've got to have that in the mix. It's, the life is already there. Okay? All right. If you continue to think wrong, talk wrong, God's word won't work for you. So we know that. All right. So when you're confessing God's word, if you would think like this, I'm taking my medicine. God's word. God's medicine always works. It never fails. Say that to yourself and think on that, and you'll get God's word working for you. Uh, Pastor Nancy said, meditation is how you drive the word down in. I'm going to be teaching this fast, so if you can't write it all down, get the uh, CD. Meditation is how you drive the word down in. In other words, you're speaking it, you're muttering it, you're looking at it, you're attending to it, you're inclining to it. And then Pastor Jay said, your meditation is your medication. Your meditation is your medication. Uh, If I were to have a bottle of healing power, 
you know, some scientist. They came up with a pill of healing power. And I worked to say, you know, Matt, uh, let's hand out these. And you hand them out to the congregation. And, you know, somebody else, Corey helps us over here and hands it down. Teresa, you know, you help. Well, you need, you're still on vacation. Okay, so <laughs> not really vacation, but you understand. Evan, so he, he helps me uh, hand out. And everybody takes the bottle. And you might say, I want some of that life. I want some of that healing power. What do you do? You just set that by, do you just set that in your purse? Don't do that, women, you'll lose it, Okay. <laughs> Do you just set it? No. You get the pills out. You might think, and if it says on the bottle, take three for the best results. What do you do? Take one? Take two? Some people, do you take six? Uh, No, you you take three, okay? And you pop those pills, and and you're not concerned about it. Because the doctor said it's going to work. All right? So you don't just set it aside and expect it to work. But you put it in your mouth. It goes down in the center, down into your belly, okay? Well, we're eating the Word of God, and the Word of God is life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Let's read that in the Amplified, Proverbs 4.20. My son, attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. In other words, you've got to consent today. You've got to submit. Okay, the word of God, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to incline my ear. I'm going to attend to it. And it will be working what I need in me. Okay? So consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. Keep, your, um, keep a guard and your, over your heart with all vigilance and above all that guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. Why are we talking about life? Well, we'll, talk, we'll tell you more about that. But really, life, healing, power, spirit, anointing are all the same things, okay? Just whatever you need that life to do. Well, we're talking about healing life. So don't get all caught up in in the wording there because it's the Holy Ghost that works life, whether it's healing, uh, whether working life in any area of your life. Amen? Uh, That that life uh, forgives us, and that life of God cleanses us. Amen? Praise God. But notice it said healing and health to all their flesh. Now, that's where I got the title of this class. Oh, actually, I had got the title uh, Divine Healing for Today, but then the Lord, Lord started dealing with me. You know, healing and health are different. And then I read in this translation, healing and health. So that's why I put it. And I was Googling different things. How, you know, because if everybody else has the same title, I don't want everybody else's title. So a lot of them said health and healing. Well, I chose healing and health because that's how the Amplified said it. All right. So uh, God's word is healing and health to what? Just a little bit of your flesh? Just to one or two things, not something real big. No, to all your flesh. 
all right? Gloria Copeland says this, harvest of health. Did, did you know that there's a difference between healing and health? Yes, yes, yes. All right, healing is what you need if you have symptoms. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Health is what you have when you're just under the keeping power of God, right. but you don't necessarily have symptoms. Just life is working in you on a daily basis, keeping you, all right? And that's God's best. But let's explain that a little better. Here's a couple men and women of God here that can help us. Gloria Copeland, uh, Harvest of Health, page 5 and 6. Gloria Copeland, Harvest of Health. You've probably heard a lot about God's healing power, but there is a difference between divine healing and divine health. Years ago, the powerful teacher John G. Lake put it this way, divine healing is a removal by the power of God of the disease that has come upon the body. But divine health is to live day by day, hour by hour, in touch with God, so that the life of God flows into the body, just as the life of God flows into the mind or flows into the spirit. You know our spirits renew day by day. Okay? So don't get caught up in that. All right. I, now, going on. I agree that it is wonderful to get healed when you're sick, but it's more wonderful to live in divine health. And that's what God has always intended for his people. Even under the old covenant, God promised his people immunity from disease. I like it. I, I like uh, the way that's stated, immunity from disease. So you could say divine health is just immunity from disease. All right, don't, don't uh, get into condemnation if you need healing. When Jesus comes into your life, you're going to need healing for a lot of things because you've been messing this body up. You know, I messed my body up for a lot of years. When I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, he came in. He wanted to really help me in some areas. He forgave me of sin, and that primary sin was not receiving him as Lord and Savior earlier. Uh, but there were things that he wanted to change. There was healing and preservation and soundness of mind. Uh, you may say, but didn't that automatically happen? Uh, I needed to access it by faith because that's what the Word of God teaches us to do. All right. Uh, Gordon Lindsay, The Bible Secret to Divine Healing in page 7. Having more than 30 years of experience in divine healing ministry, I've observed one circumstance which I believe is the main hindrance to receiving permanent deliverance from sickness. Now listen up. When somebody says that, I want to know, well, what did you find out? Christians, even those who believe in divine healing, tend to accept occasional sickness and getting healed as normal as God's order for life. But it has been made clear in the word of God that it is not divine healing, but divine health, which is God's intended plan for his children. Okay? So we need to know what the life of God is, what the keeping power of God is. And if we need healing, if you're dealing with symptoms, we'll use it for that. Don't get caught up, well, do I, you know, since I need healing, maybe God doesn't love me anymore because I have a symptom. Well, you're, like Pastor Jay says, you're in the cage with the lion. You know, symptoms are going to come against you at times. But we can get to a place if we access our faith. We can get to a place where the things will just bounce off of us. All right? We can get to that place, but we've got to have faith for that. John G. Lake had faith for that. Uh, 
In Romans 8, too, John G. Lake talked about the life of God, the spirit of life. Uh, Romans 8, 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And John G. Lake used to talk about the spirit of the law of life is working in me, keeping me. And they literally, they had a plague break out, and they, they, uh, he said, you can put that plague on my hand. Now, I, I believe he was led to do so, because you don't just have somebody put plague on you. Don't be stupid, all right? I, I believe he was led to do so. But uh, they put that plague on his hand, and then they looked in the microscope, and it was dying. In other words, it wasn't affecting his body. Why? Because there's so much life. There was already health working in him. Uh, that he wouldn't allow that. His faith was accessing, I'm not going to be dealing with sickness. I'm living in divine health. So he was able to go around these people without getting symptoms. With You know, maybe he did deal with symptoms, and he didn't tell us about it, but that's right because he just said, I'm healed and whole. So I like to say it like this, had to slide off like slime. All right. Uh, so don't get caught up in condemnation uh, from what Gordon Lindsay said, but it has been made clear in the word of God that it is not divine healing, but divine health, which is God's intended plan for his children. But understand that people are at all different levels in the body of Christ. I mean, I still have people lay hands on me at, on occasion. There are times when I'm led by the Spirit to go up and have somebody lay hands or what have you. Everybody is dealing with different levels of faith, different circumstances. Don't judge somebody. Uh, there have been times I realized, okay, I wasn't meditating along the line, or I, I went out without uh, using wisdom, didn't put my coat on, the cold weather, what have you, and the Lord just dealt with me, well, just go up in the healing line, get some help, okay? But I had to put my faith with it. So don't get caught up in condemnation if you're dealing with symptoms. But there is a difference between divine healing and divine health, just living healthy, all right? Now, let's learn a little bit about that life, because it's life to those who what? Find them. So let's find out what this life means. Got that? Find out what the life means. Uh, it's a Greek word. I'm going to be giving a lot of words in the Greek in the, from the Strong's Concordance, because I believe that it sheds light. If, I, if I'm reading, I'm forever doing Strong's Concordance, you know, cross-referencing, because uh, I, I just believe it helps to amplify that word and give true meanings to it, all right? So I'm going to be giving a lot of those, but I'm going to bring out uh, what I believe the text is saying about that in the meaning. So life, it's a word hay, and it means alive, hence raw flesh, fresh plant water, uh, quick, raw, running, springing, flowing, fresh water, lively, active, reviving, revival, renewal. Well, that was good. There are different words uh, that mean life. Now, there's a root word to, to this word life that means to revive, keep, uh, make alive, give promise, give life, nourish up, preserve, quicken, recover, repair, restore to life, revive. Sounds like healing to me. Surely be whole. Now, understand that sometimes the Greek didn't, 
uh, had one word that were, was all-inclusive or root words of that, so you have to look and see what that text is talking about and what bears out in the scriptures. And I've done that work for you, okay? So uh, the, let's, let's turn to John 1 real quickly. If you're turning there while I'm reading, that's all right. John 1, starting with verse 1. John 1, starting with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. We're talking about Jesus here. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him uh, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend him. So Jesus is the life. Jesus lives inside of you. You can access that divine life. Now, we're talking about the God kind of life. All right? Uh, Again, this life is Zoe, uh, John 1. Uh, We were talking about the definition to life in Proverbs 4 before, and that was a little bit different. That was in the Hebrew. But in the Greek, it talks about uh, the life, God kind of life. Well, what's a God kind of life? Well, uh, another zeo, there's zoe life. Zeo is a root of that, and it brings it out a little bit better. Uh, Quick, life. So what do we mean quick? Well, again, in Romans 8, 2, we'll read that again. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from law of sin and death. In Romans 8, 11, this is a key scripture, Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. There's two different meanings for that word life. One is the God kind of life. Uh, Zoe, and the other is quick, or to quicken. And then there's another definition for life, zoopoeo, and don't even try to write that out, Z-O-O-P-O-I-E-O, from the same, uh, vitalize, make alive, give life, quicken. So we understand that the God kind of life is life, living power, quickening power that works in us. All right, don't get caught up with the different Greek words, but understand that's what it's talking about. That's why we refer to it as ministers as quickening power. So now you know why, because that's the definition of that word in Romans 8, 11. Okay, uh, John three sixteen and 17, for God so loved the world, John 3, 16, 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. Again, that's talking about Zoe life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be what? Saved. So we've already given you the definition of life, life to live, quick, to quicken, okay? Uh, make whole, literally. But what is the definition for saved? Well, that's called sozo. It means to save, deliver, or protect, heal, preserve, uh, do well, be made whole. In other words, if you don't have something there, God will make it. He's got parts. You know that? Keep safe and sound to rescue from danger or destruction 
one from injury or peril, to save a suffering one from perishing, one suffering from disease, to make well, heal, restore to health, to preserve one who is in danger of destruction, to save or rescue. And we're also talking about messianic deliverance from sin and judgment, okay? Uh, but saved, in, it's an all-inclusive. We went to Mexico, and we had all-inclusive. We got our food, we got our room, we got everything. We, we had access to the beaches, Amen. all right? It was all-inclusive. Well, healing is part of your package. Amen. And the life of God, the quickening life, is that healing cure, Amen. is that healing power. So, so many times we don't understand. We say, well, I have life working in me, but I need healing. Uh, it's the same thing. All right? Well, I need wholeness. There, there's literally, there's something that's not there. There's a bone that's not there in my leg. Wholeness. Start saying, I'm whole. That part in my knee that I need. I call it there in Jesus. Because what? Uh, Remember, Abraham was like his father God. His father God called those things which be not as though they were. What be not? The bone? So you call it there. You're not denying that it's not there. You're just, you're calling it be. I call it. You access faith. You don't necessarily have to ask for that, you can just access it and say, hey, that should be mine. God intended me to be whole. He didn't make any bad parts. It's that sin and destruction came into the world and messed our bodies up. That's the bottom line. But what we can do when we receive Jesus is say, healing and wholeness, I call my body healed and whole. Now, if there's something specifically We'll just say, specifically, Lord, I call myself whole in that area. Uh, some people, you, certain chemicals in the brain uh, that they don't have, that's a physiological thing. But, but it's a physical thing. Just start calling your hormones in line. Start calling the chemicals there. Uh, some people have been, you may, uh, I know quite a bit about schizophrenia and these things because I used to study on those things in, in classes uh, when I was getting my degree. And uh, there are, they do studies, there are parts of the brain that are not there. So that's why I tell people, if somebody in your family is dealing with schizophrenia, you have, God has given you a certain amount of authority as their family member to believe God for that person. Amen. Now you can't do it for them, but you can let them know, I'm believing for you that you're whole. Yes. And you confess over them. Now, you can't do that for everybody. But sometimes when somebody doesn't have a part in their brain, it's affecting their ability, okay? All right? But, but their heart's there. Their spirit's there. They may not understand everything, okay? But their heart's there. And God will, on their behalf, move through you. Praise the Lord. Actually, I meant to say on your behalf. So life is the saving or healing power. All right, going back to four, Proverbs 4.22, talking about health. Uh, that word is used interchangeable with health and healing throughout the scripture, but we understand that there are different uh, meanings to healing and health, but uh, I, I won't go into all that. Many times they're interchangeable. So we'll look at this definition of health in the Hebrew. Curative, literally, concretely, a medicine, a cure, deliverance, healing, 
So it's calling health healing. Like I said, they're, they're interchangeable, but there are different meanings, and it does bear out in the scripture of difference between health and healing. Uh, remedy, sound, wholesome, yielding, profit, sound of mind, okay, healing, incurable. Uh, before we, we get back to the uh, attend my words, we've got to understand that we have to access this by faith. So I want you to turn to Hebrews 4 real quick. Are you with me? Yeah. Hebrews 4. The promise of rest. Hebrews 4, 1 through 12, the promise of rest. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter the rest, as he has said. So I swore my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works uh, were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place they shall enter, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some enter in, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. That word disobedience means unbelief or obstinate obstinate, rebellious, unbelief. Again, he designates a certain day, saying to David, today, after such a long time as it has been said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, or don't turn away your hearts, basically, is what it's saying. Don't be rebellious, don't turn away. Uh, there's another definition for harden that I'd like to get in there. Render stubborn. You ever have a family member that's stubborn? You tell them about healing, and they, they, they have their own thinking about it. Uh, they just want to remain in their sickness and disease. They really don't, but that's what they've been taught, and stubbornly, that's what they're hanging on to. We've got to be open in our spirit to receive God's word and only his word only. Only his word. Let me, let me finish up here. Do not harden your hearts, for if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Verse 11, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is what? living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, piercing even to the division of soul, spirit, and joints and marrow. That means your body. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So basic, living and powerful. Well, what does that mean? Uh, quickening life. Living means quickening life. Powerful means active, operative, effectual, powerful. So I say it this way, quickening life that is actively affecting a healing cure in my body. Uh, again, spirit, soul, your spirit is renewed day by day. Your soul is your mind, will, and your emotions. We know that he paid the price for soundness of our mind, right? Uh, and joints and marrow, that means your body. So uh, living, powerful life quickening life that is actively affecting a healing cure in my body. That is living and powerful. Quickening life that is actively affecting a healing cure in my body. You can make that a confession, couldn't you? Amen. Uh, so going back to verse 1 of Hebrews 4, uh, before we go back, what I was saying is some people defend their right to be sick. 
and you talk to them, uh, but they're stubborn because they've got their way. They've been taught a certain way. People have got to learn to look at God's word and not what they've been taught. In other words, they take the word of God at face value. Put down all the things you've been taught. It, you know, praise it. Thank God for mom and dad. Thank God for pastors. Thank God for ministers. Uh, thank God for ministers on TV, some of them. Praise the Lord. Uh, thank God. Uh, but many times, wrong doctrine has been taught, and then you go and you try to teach people the truth of God's Word, and that's why you've got to attend. Because you need to be hearing the right things. That's why you've got to go to a church that's teaching you the right things. Because if you're not hearing the right things, you're not going to be able to access what you need. And what do we have? Salvation through Christ. We'll be talking more about redemption and what we have. And the fact that they had healing in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant. They had healing before the law. They had healing during the law. They had healing in Christ. So their healing has been from day one, from Genesis 1, when God said, because he said with life. Amen? So healing has been made available. Uh, but some people want to defend their right. I've had it in my heart to talk with people. And God has dealt with me to even go to people and talk with them. Sometimes they listen. I love it when somebody, uh, when I would call them up and say, hey, I, I have some things in my heart to talk to you about. They're like, oh, praise the Lord, I've been, I've been praying for an answer. I've been praying for answers. Thank God that they're hungry. But when you call somebody up and you say, I've got you in my heart, well, I don't know. Somebody else talked to me about that, and it was really difficult. Ah, It was so mental. No, you were being mental. I'm trying to minister to your spirit, and that's not a hard thing. That's a relieving thing. God's bringing rescue to you. He's bringing healing. He's bringing life to you. Get excited that the answer is there. But if you don't have, uh, if you don't have healing manifesting in your body, that just means you need to know more about healing. Yes, yes. What Pastor Nancy says, if you don't have knowledge of a thing uh, and it's not working in you, then you need more knowledge. Knowledge of what? Knowledge of God's word. Amen. So when I talk to somebody, they ought to be excited. Praise the Lord. If you have the answer, now it's not me, but I'm pointing them to the work. And that's what that book, uh, Healing the Sick, that's a good one to give to a family member. And if they put it on their coffee table and they pick up NASCARs, you can't do it for them. Now, I'm not saying it's going to come overnight because what is inside of people isn't easily removed. There are strongholds. So don't give up on them. Just keep praying for light. Pray the Ephesians prayers, okay? That was all free. In verse 1, therefore, let's go back uh, in Hebrews 4, since a promise remains of entering his rest. What does rest mean? Uh, The definition is reposing down, abode, putting to rest, calming of the winds, resting place, the heavenly blessedness in which God dwells. Pastor Jay's been teaching on uh, John 15, abiding in him. Amen. 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 Abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot what bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Uh, how do we abide in him? How does he abide in us? Through the word. But we've got to attend to it in order, it can't just, you know, it's just not going to, 
You got to get it in there by meditating on it. So we've got to, it's an abode. Rest is an abode. So we've got to be in a rest. What is rest? I'm glad you asked. In verse 2, indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard. Okay, so you could say rest means abiding in and accessing the very presence of God. Rest means abiding in and accessing the very presence of God. And that's what we're doing. Is that a, is that, sometimes it's work to get into rest. Sometimes you're going on vacation and you're working. But thank God when you get there and you can lay on the beach. So, yeah, but the work is to get in to faith. When you're in faith, just rest in that, but you've got to maintain it by speaking it, by saying it. Amen. And it's working in you. Uh, real quickly here, profit means to be useful, to benefit, uh, to be ad advantageous, prevail. All right? Hallelujah. Remember, it, it said that... Uh, but the word which they heard did not profit them. It wasn't advantageous. It wasn't working for them. It wasn't succeeding for them. Why? Because they weren't using their faith. Faith is simply an assurance of just taking hold of something and speaking it like you believe it's working in you. And we're going to have whole lessons on faith, but I can't teach everything in 45 minutes. So you're going to be getting faith throughout this, but we're going to have whole messages on just faith. All right, because that's what we live by. In Joshua 1, 8, and 9, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you shall observe to do. Observe to do. Now what did I, hearing is more than just hearing the word. It's actually doing something. Observe to do. What does that mean? Observe to do. I know I have a definition of that. Praise the Lord. We're going to find it. Well, anyway, uh, to observe, of course, to put your attention on, and then we need to do something. For then you will make your way prosperous. What does prosperous mean? Push forward and break out. And then you will have good success. Amen. It's going to profit you. Right. Why? Because you're looking at it. Right. You're doing something while you're looking at it. What are you doing? Attend to my words. Well, I'm just sitting here and listening. No, there's more to it. You're attentively listening. All right? Amen. There, there's a lot more to do. So in Proverbs 20... We, we read that in the Amplified. Uh, attention. We're, we're back to Proverbs 4, 420 through 22. Attention means to hearken, heed, hear, incline, regard. In other words, you respect what you're hearing. Mark well, pay attention, listen, 
Incline means to stretch or spread out. By implication, to bend away, apply, bow down, carry aside, extend, incline, intend, lay, let down, offer out, stretch, overthrow, spread, stretch, take aside, turn aside, rest, cause to yield, to turn, incline, influence, bend down, hold out, extend, thrust aside, and thrust away. You're actively doing something. In Dakes, uh, four secrets of health and eternal life uh, that it talks about there in Proverbs 4.22. Uh, Brother Dake says that one of them is attend to my words. Two is incline your ear to my sayings. Three, constantly look into God's word. And four, keep the word in your heart. Amen. Four secrets of health and eternal life working in you. But you've got, you're not just sitting in that chair. You're actively doing something. You're actively listening. And, there, uh, uh, and what you do taking medication right in this service. Now, I hope that some of you have already been doing this from the beginning, but let me teach you how. Every service that I am in, whether it's a healing service, it doesn't matter. Every time I'm reading my Bible, every time I'm listening to CDs, I'm saying to myself, I'm muttering to myself, you know, you don't say it out loud in the service necessarily because I'm preaching. I don't want to hear you preach too, okay? <laughs> but uh, you're saying to yourself, the Word is working in me. Well, what do you need the Word to work in you for? Healing, health. God's Word is working on my half, bringing in care packages, bringing in the money. I release the angels already. That's the one area that you, you know, that's a little different than healing. Uh, life works on your behalf to empower you to prosper, but you commission your angels out to bring it in, okay? We're not teaching on that. But you're sitting there taking your medicine. Remember we handed it out? Those pills? Well, I'm giving you gospel pills. All right? It didn't come in a bottle with a label on it, uh, but the label... Is the word of God. Let me see your Bible. Amen. Holy Bible. Amen. That's the label. Amen. Health and healing. Amen. By God's divine life and cure. Amen. Amen. It's working in you now. Amen. We're going to be talking more about preparing your heart to receive, valuing the word. I have 16 pages of notes. I mean, that's just for the first lesson. Hello. All right. Value the knowledge of understanding God's word. Daily Healing Bread by Pastor Nancy, page 77. If you've done all that you know to do and you're still not healed, you really are. But understand what she's saying. If you done all that you know to do and you're still not healed, it's because you don't know enough. In other words, you haven't seen the manifestation of it. You're not feeling it yet. The manifestation, the feeling, isn't your part to do. Your part is to speak. It's working in me. Okay. But Proverbs 2, 1. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, remember it says find life to those who find. We've got to treasure the word. We've got to treat the word like a treasure. You've got to glean out of the word what you need and access it to help your situation. Uh, verse 2 in Proverbs 2, 
uh, one, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for hers for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Amen. What is the knowledge of God? It's the word of God for whatever you need. Amen. In Mark 4.24, then he said to them, take heed what you hear with the same measure you use. It will be measured to you. Uh, who hear, more will be given. For whoever has to him, more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away. We're wrapping up here, but I'm going to read a couple more translations to you. Mark 4:23 through 25 again. In the Amplified, if any man has ears to hear, let him be listening and let him perceive and comprehend. So it's more than just hearing. Yes. Passive hearing. Yes. It's actively hearing. In verse 24, and he said to them, be careful what you're hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be measure, will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you, and more besides will be given to you who hear. For to him who has will more be given, and from him who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away. It's not God that takes it away. We know who does that. The devil comes to still kill and destroy. If you're ignorant, he'll do that to you. Mark 4.24, God's word. Uh, translation, let the person who has ears listen. He went on to say, pay attention to what you're listening to. Knowledge will be measured out to you by the measure of attention you give. This is the way knowledge increases. Those who understand these mysteries will be given more knowledge. However, some people don't understand these mysteries. Even what they understand will be taken away from them. Uh, one more translation, New Living Translation. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more to those who listen to my teaching. More understanding will be given. But for to, uh, those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. All right? We've got to treat the word like the pearl of great price in Matthew 13, 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls who... Uh, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. That's what we've got to treat the word. So what I'm trying to say today is when we're attending to the word of God, we've got to be actively listening. When we're actively listening, that's how we understand. Because in the parable of the sower, if we're standing outside of the box that on the wayside, then we're going to be confused and understanding can't come. We've got to be close. Now, you may be sitting in the back row, but be listening. I'm not, you know, necessarily just physically close, but you've got to be hearing uh, attentively, doing, observing, and meditating so that the word is being driven in and therefore you're accessing by faith. You're saying it's medicine to me, it's health to me, it's working in me everywhere you go, all day long, not just a healing class. And the healing power of God 24-7, the life of God that is healing and cure will work in you. If you would like more information about Pastor Debbie Eberly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147 or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. 
And remember, God loves you and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life. 